The following podcast is sponsored by the new Hood College Gear Shop. The gear shop replaces the old Hood College bookstore. Most of us remember the bookstore as just the place where we bought or rented books. Well, that's not the case anymore. The Hood College Gear Shop is a great place to buy all kinds of things. Need some Hood branded merch? You'll find hoodies and t-shirts, hats and scarves, sweats and socks, mugs and cups. They even have Hood branded blankets. Low on shampoo or soap? They have you covered. Bad breath before class? Buy some gum or Tic Tacs. Need a pen, highlighter, or notebook? The gear shop has tons. Does your roommate have a dog? Buy them a Hood College lease or collar. Need some Advil or Tums? The gear shop has your back. Need a last-minute birthday gift for your best friend? You'll find plenty of options. What I'm saying is the Hood College gear shop has you covered for all your gift, school, snack, and blazer-branded clothing needs. So the next time you're in WIT, stop in and browse around. Mention my name, Christian Reyna, and the name of my podcast, Hustle, and receive 10% off your purchase of any Hood branded merch. But you have to listen to my show first. Hey everybody, welcome to my podcast, Hustle. I'm your host, Christian Reyna, and this is a place where you can listen and learn about a new mindset. This podcast is not just meant for athletes. It is meant to teach others how to endure their inner hustle and tap into their new mindset. By tapping into your new mindset, you will be able to achieve anything you put your mind to. Learning how to train your mind to handle anything thrown its way. Now buckle up, because it's time to hustle. guys again welcome back to another episode of hustle this episode particularly has been kind of a struggle for me because i didn't know what i wanted to talk about and i didn't know how to find what i deemed worthy enough to put an episode out for so I was doing some dumpster diving, and I was scrolling on on Safari, trying to figure out things, and I stumbled across an article about the alter ego. And now what the alter ego means is it's an alternative self which is believed to be distinct from a person's normal or true original personality. Finding one's alter ego requires you to find your other self, one with a different personality. So when I read that part, I was I was kind of I was kind of lost because it kind of sounds like a doppelganger or a clone in a sense, but in rea- it's really not. It's who you are at a competitive level in anything you do. Whether it's sports, whether it's art, whether it's sales, whether it's this podcast, you know, whoever you are outside of reality and you need an alternate self to handle a task or perform a certain task, then this is the this is what comes out. That alter ego is the person that comes out and allows you to compete and allows you to perform 
at a certain level where you don't feel vulnerable, you don't feel like a failure, you don't feel anything. You're really just out there to compete and to go at it, you know. <clears throat> As I kept reading the article, it started to make sense why Kobe Bryant has the Mamba mentality. Why Beyonce has Sasha Fierce and why Eminem has Slim Shady. They created those alter egos so when it was time for them to perform and compete, their alter ego took over and they did not hesitate. As silly as it may seem, there is true power in adopting an alter ego to unlock your inhibitions and give you the freedom of who you want to be. Now I like that part because for me, when I'm on the baseball field, I'm always nervous until the third, not even the third, until after the first inning. Because you make a play, and once that play is over, then the nerves are gone, the butterflies are gone. But before you make that play, all the nerves and worries are just running through me. And I'm glad I stumbled across this article because I wanted to I want to learn and I want to know how can I develop this alter ego so that when it's my turn to perform, I can rely on it. And when I'm competing, I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to have the butterflies because I know that my alter ego is going to take care of it. Now, most of high-level athletes have mental coaches that can help them channel their alter ego and use it for when it is time to perform. By having a coach like this, they're able to help the athlete turn it on, warm it up, heighten, maintain it, and then turn it off. Now, I got that from the article. So... There are these four stages about your alter ego that basically describe how, how it works. So, stage one, you're driving to the bus, or you're on the bus going to the game, or <clears throat> you're driving to work, or whatever you're doing before you're about to do the task at hand. That's where you turn it on. That's where you warm it up. That's where you get everything ready, right? Now, when you're at the place that you're about to compete, practice, all this stuff, then that's when it's warming up. That's when you're getting your mind right to warm up and get ready. When you're in the middle of the performance, it's the height and maintain. So that's the maintain part where you're keeping it at a solid 7, 8, and you're keeping it going throughout the duration of the task, and then turn it off. Now, once you finish, now that's when, <clears throat> once you finish, that's the most important part because turning it off is just as important as turning it on. If you don't know how to turn it off, then you fall into a risk of burnout, exhaustion, and injury. The alter ego is a way for you to transform your mindset when it comes to performing on the big stage. And like I said before, it's important and it's very vital to be able to do this on stage because once you're on stage, you're out there in front of everybody. But you don't have to view it as everyone is staring at me. You can view, there's so many different perspectives you can view it from. And your alter ego allows you to do that. It allows you to look into different perspectives and allows you to perform in a way that you never thought you could. One thing from the article that really stood by me was how strength and conditioning coaches 
and how they have a major part in the four stages of helping athletes develop their alter ego because they have the power to motivate and inspire the athlete individually. My assistant coach, he can talk to me in a very in a very stern, strict tone, and that'll lock me in. That'll get me that'll get me ready and help me focus. But to some of the guys, he couldn't do that because they might have responded in a in a negative way or they might have shown bad body language and it might have turned them off. It might have turned their alter ego off so they couldn't compete in a way that they wanted to because they don't respond well to that type of um, coaching. But for me, you have someone yelling at me, get in my face and tell me like, wake up and, get, and do better. I'm, lo- I'm, so I'm locked in. I'm locked in to the point where they're like, don't talk to me. Cause I just got yelled at, so like, let me do my thing. You know what I'm saying? The strength and conditioning coaches, or like coaches in general, like I stated, they can gain, they get their athletes to warm up mentally and get them into a selfish state of mind so they can understand how the given task can help them personally. Now, when I read that from the article, that one really made sense because I never looked at it as a selfish type of perspective. I looked at it as I really related to this article because I related to this part of the article because it was basically saying, how can you take the task at hand, view it from a selfish perspective and, and see how this makes you better on the lines of that? How can it make the team better? So I like that part because strength and conditioning coaches know everyone has a different role on the team and some may not have the role that they desire and others may have the role that they've wanted their whole life. But the strength and conditioning coaches, they're there to understand, they're there to understand what's the difference between the two and they help each athlete figure out how it's beneficial for them. So I really like that part of the article. Another example of this is called the Batman effect and it's pretty much the same thing only it's a it's a different perspective of how an alter ego can empower you and reduce anxiety while also uh, kicking out major benefits for your confidence and determination in whatever you're doing now this mentality is different than your usual reflect and process mentality where you're about to perform with this mentality there's no step back and breathe because the step back and breathe should be a part of your everyday routine that part should be meditation that part should be something that you do to turn off your alter ego when it's time or when you're at a high level of competition when it is time to perform, it's about business and strictly turning on your alter ego. So it's a big game or it's a conference play. For like for, for me, for example, it's conference play. Like I have to be able to be locked in with my with my fo- I have to be locked in with my focus. I have to be locked in with my task at hand. I have to be locked in because my job my job's on the line. Every game, pretty much. You either want to continue playing through May or do you want to be done in the beginning of May? And that was kind of the story for us. And I could take most of the blame for some of that because I never really, st- I didn't stand, I didn't step up as much as I should have. And that's why I wanted to talk about the alter ego because 
I failed. I failed at the plate. Um, and I didn't really feel like I had anything to lean on, really, because my mentality was the step back and breathe mentality. My mentality was, how can I try and slow the process down and figure out what needs to be done every time a new task came up? But if I learned about this sooner, I would be able to handle each situation completely differently because I'd be able to rely on this alter ego that I've created. Now, the only problem I've come to face is I don't know how I can develop an alter ego. I don't know how I can develop something that, that's mine. And for me, that's hard because everybody, everybody that I'm seeing on the examples has a unique alter ego. Kobe has the Black Mamba. Beyonce has Sasha Fierce. Eminem has Slim Shady. Clark Kent has Superman. Bruce Wayne has Batman. I don't know why that took me so long to remember. Peter Parker has Spider-Man. Jack Napier has the Joker. Like all, even though I listed mostly like some of our com some of them are comics. Those are still alter egos. Those are still personalities that separate your yourself and puts you in a different state of mind because you you become someone that you truly believe you you are outside of yourself. To me, that's the beauty of of how we work, really. That's the beauty of how strong our minds are that we don't even know. Like the untapped potential we have within our minds is is wildly shocking. Let's use this for example. When you're creating your alter ego, it's just a phrase that puts you in a space mentally where any goal that you have or anything you want to achieve, you show up as that alternate self because the person that you become helps you achieve the goal and the wishes that you wanted and what you needed to succeed. Now the name part, the name part of the alter ego, that's the part I know is gonna be the hardest for some people. And it's even hard for me because I would love to have a sick name like Batman, Mamba, Black Mamba. Cause that'd be dope. Even during this podcast, I'm still trying to figure out what to name my alter ego. But for me, my alter ego, what allows me to get into a place mentally. I like to think that I'm Javier Baez, really. Like, Javier Baez is a, is a shortstop for the Detroit Tigers. And for one, I just, I mentally, I feel like I'm him. Like I try to replicate his play. I try to replicate his style and just his aura. He might be over five at the plate, and he's still walking around like he's a dog. Like that's that's the type of that's the type of confidence that I want to have, you know. And the more the more I understand it, and the more 
I tweak my alter ego and change the name, the more I'll be in the moment, the more I'll be locked in. Because there's times when my my alter ego is put to the test and I truly don't know what I'm really doing. And sometimes my alter ego fails me. But that's just because I truly haven't given it enough thought. And it's hard. It's hard to try and force something that isn't completely there. But when you're finding out your alter ego, just remember who you are personally. Remember your goals. Remember your your values. Remember all of the stuff that makes you you. And when you develop your alter ego, develop it to the point where... You see no failure. You see no no problem sets. No adversity. It's just you and your goal. You and your task. And you're just achieving, achieving, achieving. Until you're... Until you're satisfied. So that's all I got for you guys today. Alter ego. How are we able to tap into our, into our mentality? Tap into our mindset? And how are we able to create our Batman? How are we able to create our Spider-Man? How are we able to create our Superman to the point where when the time comes to compete and the time comes to handle business and handle certain tasks, how are we able to tap in? And what would you name your alter ego? Uh, My alter ego? I'm going to go with uh, a wolf. We're going to call me uh, the lone wolf. Can you explain why? Sure, sure. Yes, I can. Um, Wolf, you got a wolf pack if you're a wolf. You got your family. Um, But I'm a lone wolf because I am, I'm a a hard worker. I'm a grinder. I like to do all that stuff on my own. Most of the time, sometimes, not all the time. I I like to work out alone with my music, get my mood, get my my mode mentally. Um, I like to hit off the, hit off the tee, hit hit some baseballs alone sometimes. Uh, That really, uh, Really, just to get focused, get my mood a little bit again. But uh, then the Wolfpack part, you got your family. You can't do anything without your family. They can't do anything without you because you're a part of their family. Um, so you do everything for your family. You're there when they need you. They are there when you need them. So uh, I call myself Lone Wolf because 50% of the time I like to do stuff on my own. Go get it done and get it done the way I like. And then the other half, you're with, you're with your family being dogs, being killers. Well, there it is. Another way for your mindset to grow. Try to apply it in your daily life and see how you feel. And just remember that the process is better than the destination.